This is the Podium Finish Live from Austin, Texas, and various points across the country. Here's your host, Rob Tiamson. And a good, good day to everyone out there listening to us on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, or whatever podcasting platform you're listening to. This is episode 59 of TPF Live, the world's fastest hour of racing talk. And I'm your host, Rob Tiongson, joined alongside my co-host and friend, Nathan Solomon. We're part of the National Motorsports Press Association, and we're also dedicated NASCAR journalists with the podium finish. And we're so glad that you can join us here for our 59th episode. Yes, you heard me right, 59th. And we're going to be looking back at the weekend that was for Auto Club Speedway in Fontana, California. And we're going to not talk about the snow and ice and craziness that happened because two people in our team experienced that. We're going to let them not remember that. Um, but we'll also talk about the great racing that took place in the final race weekend for the two-mile layout. And then we'll look forward to some Sin City action. So as they used to say, what happens in Vegas stays in Vegas. Well, uh-uh. on this podcast, it, we're going to be talking about it. So nothing's top secret when it comes to Las Vegas. And not only that, folks, we have a really special guest for today's episode for the hot seat. We're going to be joined alongside the great Ryan Vargas, who is driving for a couple of rides this year, but namely with the number 74 CHR Motorsports Chevrolet Camaro entry in the NASCAR Xfinity Series. And you'll be in some select races for on-point motorsports in the NASCAR Craftsman Truck Series. So that is an interview that Nathan did a few weeks ago prior to the start of the Daytona Speed Weeks. So we'll hear from Vargas. And then, yeah, we'll talk all about NASCAR action as always. So we're delighted to have you folks here on this podcast as we get closer to 60 episodes and 41 more away from episode 100. So yeah, I'm counting down. Never too early. So anyways, before we get started on this podcast, let's go bring in Nathan right now. We are recording midweek, so we're actually looking straight ahead at Las Vegas Race Weekend. So Nathan, how have you been doing as uh, baseball action's somewhat back underway? I know St. Bonaventure's got some stuff going on. How you doing, man? I'm good. It's nice to get a little break. I'm, I'm home on, on break here for the next couple of days, so that's good. Um, a little bit of a, a refresh here as we're, this is my busy time of the year, you know, the overlap between college basketball and NASCAR season. So a couple weeks from now, uh, basketball, well, at least for me, will be done. March Madness is just getting underway here soon. But um, you know, I'm, of course, always happy to be here and looking forward to discussing week two and previewing week three of the NASCAR points paying race season, I guess. Yep. It's a long season and it's just getting started. I mean, we're getting to the point now where Nathan's race is a month away. And mine is actually three weeks away. So we're really getting closer to literally bringing the racing track action to you guys and girls that listen to us. So it's going to be a lot of fun. Can't wait. Looking forward to all of that, but of course, Las Vegas is going to be our priority, as will Ryan Vargas be our priority. But before we get into the meats and potatoes of TPF Live, why don't we take a moment to hear from my past self from late 2022, as we talk about our sponsor, SpoilerDieCast.com. Take it away, past Rob. Hey, race fans. Are you in hunt for the latest and greatest in NASCAR collectibles from Lionel Racing? 
or sprint cars from Acme Diecast? Head on over to SpoilerDieCast.com. They've got a lot of offerings that you cannot find anywhere else, as well as some hidden gems that you may have lost during your childhood. And if you spend $20 or more on in-stock items or pre-order items, you can save 5% off your order and get free shipping if you use promo code TPF. Recently, I bought myself about 5 diecast cars from the Lionel Racing Collection, and it was going to be about $50, but with my promo code of TPF, not only did I get free shipping, but I saved about $2.50. Pretty awesome, I'd say. And my order arrived within 3 business days, which, honestly, that's pretty fast given how you can wait around with snail mail all day long, but hey, Evan and Nitsin got it done, and I'm a pretty happy diecast collector right now, so head on over to spoilerdiecast.com, and if you spend $20 or more on in-stock items or pre-order items, use promo code TPF, and you'll mean victory lane, knowing that you save some money and look like a pretty awesome driver or car owner in your own right. Spoilerdiecast.com to be in victory lane right now with promo code TPF. Thank you, Pastor Rob. You were very helpful with that information. So yes, folks, if you use promo code TPF on pre-order items or in-stock items, and you spend $20 or more, you'll get 5% off and free shipping. So you're going to be looking like a winner with shopping on line at spoilerdiecast.com. Just tell Evan and his team that we sent you over and that you want your diecast goodies and racing apparel and some F1 stuff too, because I know this weekend, folks, for those of you on the other side of the pond, your Dayton is kicking off because it's Formula One time with the season opener at Bahrain International Circuit. So it should be fun for you guys. And we'll talk a little bit about F1 here and there on our podcast. So looking forward to that. But right now, it's all about NASCAR. And right now, it's all about podium perspectives. And right now, it's all about Kyle Busch for topic number one, because we're talking about a driver who literally could have won three of these races to kick off this season if you count the clash. For a while, you know, folks were saying Kyle Busch may not be in a competitive situation. He's taken a downgrade from Joe Gibbs Racing. And then what did he do during the Bush-like clash at LA? Uh, He comes from like basically last place to finish in the podium in a short track that's really difficult to pass at. And then what does he do in Daytona after wrecking his primary car from contact in the duels? Oh, he almost wins a Daytona 500 in his backup car, which would have been a heck of a story to talk about. And then this past Sunday in the final cup race on the two-mile layout of Fontana, what does Kyle Busch do? He shows that he's a master still with being a dominant race car driver. And showcasing to, to one of the bright stars in Ross Chastain that, hey, this old guy has some tricks still in him. And I'm sorry, Kyle Busch, you're not old, but you know what I mean. Like, Ross Chastain's a young guy. Kyle Busch is sort of the old dog in the scene. And he took his first victory of the season. In fact, let's hear from Kyle Busch on his thoughts about winning at Fontana. Kyle, you've won a lot of big races through your career, but given everything that went in with the move and the change in teams, where does this one rank? <laughs> Um, I think it, it ranks high just because it ranks to the fact of I can do it. Uh, you know, I never doubted myself, but sometimes you do. You know, you kind of get down on it. You wonder what's going on and what's happening. And 
you put yourself in a different situation and uh, you're able to come out here and reward your guys. It's not about me always winning, but it's always about the guys. I've been with a lot of great people that have given me a lot of great opportunities in my career. So it's awesome to be able to reward them. Um, you know, so you got to enjoy it for sure. And hopefully there's many more left to go. Well, Nathan, I mean, we, we were watching the cup race and that was a pretty entertaining cup race, I'll say the least. You know, what are your thoughts initially about Kyle Busch's first victory of the season and with RCR? And how is this going to correlate to him having not only a great start to the season, but possibly being one of the championship favorites? It's a statement, that's for sure. I mean, you know, you, you mentioned it. I mean, in every race so far, I mean, I guess you want to, you know, points paying race number two, but really, I guess, race number four overall. You know, if you're going to count the clash and the duel and then the 500 and then, and then of course, Auto Club. I mean, he was really competitive in, in all four of those and had opportunities to really win all four of those. I mean, um, the duel, he gets crashed early. Uh, the 500 crashes in the last lap. It's right there. Um, and then finishes, what, second or third in the um, in the Bush clash, too. So he, he's been fast in everything so far. So I'm sure that'll continue. Um, you know, Vegas is, uh, well, I, I, there's not really many tracks that Kyle Bush is not very good at. So, uh, I'm sure there's a very good chance that, uh, his success could continue, uh, on, you know, next week or this week, I guess, if, um, you know, r regardless of, uh, of the scenario, but good for him. I mean, um, I think there's a, a lot of speculation on how long it would take for Kyle Bush to get that first one with RCR, but he, but he wasted no time. I mean, he said he wanted to go to a place that was very competitive and, and RCR showed that they, that they've got some good stuff that he can go into and, and, and win. in. so um, last year that the 18 with Tyler Reddick was arguably one of the fastest, if not the fastest team last year, they just didn't always put those results together. Now, I mean, Reddick won three races in that car last year, but there's also a bunch of scenarios kind of out of his control of like, blown tires and crashes that weren't really Reddick's fault last year. So if that car has the same speed as it did last year, I'm sure Kyle Busch will be in a very good position to have a very good season this year and at least contend for the championship four. And, and once you get to, to Phoenix, anything can happen. So uh, I, th I think Kyle Busch, I mean, he, he's off to about as good of a start in, in, as he could have asked for so far. Obviously he would have liked to do better in the Daytona 500, but um, you know, definitely, uh, a big, big momentum builder, booster, setter for, for that eight team. And, and I'm sure he'll thrive off of that um, in, in these coming, you know, weeks and months. And and usually when, uh, when Kyle Busch wins run one race, you know, there's usually a lot more to come. It, it, it he, he rides off that momentum really well. So um expecting big things for him in the future and, and in the rest of the season. And, and this weekend though, at Las Vegas, I mean, it's kind of crazy. We'll talk about it uh, a little bit later, but um, he's technically has the opportunity now to win four NASCAR races in a row because he's doing the triple header this weekend in, uh, in Las Vegas, he's making his truck series debut for, uh, the Chevy KBM team on, uh, on Friday night on Saturday, he is making his Xfinity series season debut after he, uh, said he was never racing the Xfinity Series again in after 2021. And then Sunday, of course, the Cup Series race. So uh, a lot of opportunities for Kyle Busch to win coming up. So it should be fun to watch. Yep. You said a mouthful right there. I mean, Kyle Busch is going to be dangerous as a, as far as we're concerned. When he wins one race, it's usually by the bushel. And then what better way to keep that up than to win and basically sweep the entire hometown race weekend in Las Vegas it's going to be interesting to see if he still has that same pace with the Chevy branded version of KBM on Friday night's truck race. And then it's kind of, it's going to be a little interesting to see him race in the colleague Xfinity car, given that 
Um, I think of a quote that A.J. Dalmendinger said last year uh, when I asked him, like, what's the difference between winning this year's race versus when you finish second at Coda? And he was like, Kyle Busch was just kicking our ass. And now he's going to drive the car that A.J. Dalmendinger, you know, made a name for himself with in the in the Xfinity series. And we all know that I feel like this is what Richard Childers was looking for in terms of like that Earnhardt-like figure. I don't remember exactly who said that on the Fox side of things, but it got me thinking like how much he was looking for a driver who has this sort of, I don't want to say arrogant swagger, but more of like a, uh, I don't care what you think about me. I'm going to do my own thing uh, kind of attitude. And Earnhardt had that throughout his career. And now he's got that kind of personality with Kyle Busch. So it's so, it's so refreshing. And as someone said recently, as good as it is to have someone like Ricky Stenhouse Jr. win the Daytona 500, it is also that great to see the likes of Kyle Busch win a race too. It was Mike Joy who said that during last Sunday's race. And I agree with Mike Joy about that. Uh, you get a, you have to have the these kind of individuals succeed, and it helps NASCAR have that buzz. And the nice thing too, folks, how is it? How neat was it to hear fans cheering Kyle Busch after a victory? Yeah, uh, when he won a race like if you won a race like that in the Joe Gibbs car, I can guarantee you the situation, the reception wouldn't be that that warm. Um, but the fact that he beat one of the more popular drivers in the circuit and still got the applause of the fans says a lot about how maybe fans have changed their perception about him and, and appreciate, you know, a, a different foil, if you will, to NASCAR Cup racing. Just like fans had to get used to the Detroit Pistons in the 1980s, you know, the bad boys in the NBA. And they went from enemies to, to heroes in a matter of a few years. So good for Kyle Busch and uh, congrats to number 18. Sure, this won't be the last time that Nathan and I are going to be talking about um, Bush Cruci for Randall Burnett, and then the Bray team having victories. So should be fun to see how many they're going to stack up this year. Speaking of another Kyle, Kyle Larson, on the other hand, has been off to probably one of the worst starts you could you could possibly have for a year. Um, well, we know he we we know that he ran really well at Daytona, but just didn't get the finish because he got tangled up with Travis Pastrana in turn two and wound up finishing in, in 18th with a DNF with a really wrecked up race car. And, and then on Sunday, he started 15th, marched his way into eighth place after like three or four laps. And then he was off the pace by lap 12. He thought he blew the engine up. It turned out to be some kind of electrical issue that the number five team identified and fixed. Unfortunately, he fell back 17 laps down. He gained one lap back. But really, despite the speed in that car, once the, the engine uh, or electrical issues were fixed, it was a non-factor. Benefited a little bit from the attrition, finished 29th. So Nathan, finishes of 18th and 29th are not exactly what a 2021 NASCAR Cup Series champion wants to have to kick off the year. But can the number five team turn things around at Las Vegas, a track that's been good and also been a little bit not so good to them in recent times? Yeah, I mean, I'm I'm sure they'll be fine. I mean, he won there a couple of years ago in the spring race in 21, I think it was. Um, let me look Daytona, Daytona's Daytona, you know, whatever happens, like he got hooked on the last, on the last lap out of his control. And then, you know, it, it, or excuse me, Fontana's out of his control too. So two, two things that are really 
out of his control. I mean, it's not like it's him making the mistakes. So, um, you know, they, they've run clean races, though. I mean, like, they, it's not like they've been doing anything to detriment themselves. Again, it's just been factors out of their control. So I'm sure their their bad luck will, you know, whether it's at Las Vegas, whether it's at Phoenix, their their bad luck will eventually go to go away and they'll put themselves in a position to, um, you know, win, win races or, or at least get back on track. And I know for sure if he doesn't win in Las Vegas, he has that hometown inspiration uh, with Phoenix coming up because he also has a little residence now in Phoenix. So a little bit of hometown motivation, if you will, um, when he's not in California, not in Charlotte, uh, he can always turn to the land of the rising sun in Avondale, Arizona. So I'll talk more about what I think about what will happen to him in Las Vegas <clears throat> for topic four. But yeah, I mean, you're right. He has not made the same mistakes that he committed a lot last year. He really couldn't help what happened at Daytona. Couldn't help the electrical issue at Fontana. It's just for him, you know, that's where you're kind of glad it's a 36 race uh, race season. And you have the playoff situation too, because if this was the old school point standings, having two bad finishes to start the year can be a little bit insurmountable. So there's always a little bit of time for him to recover those points. And if he wants inspiration, he can always turn to one of his buddies and Danny Hamlin, because that man was off to one of the worst starts I've ever seen anyone have. And then boom, he went to 600. And now we're talking, we were talking about him throughout the rest of last year. Turning into the Xfinity side of things for topic number three, let's talk about John Hunter Nemechek in terms of the Joe Gibbs racing and junior motorsport situation, because John Hunter Nemechek put on quite a performance on Sunday night's Xfinity race, which was technically the final cup or final stock car race on the two-mile oval at Fontana. Nemechek, I don't think it's a surprise that he won his first race so soon, but I think it was just refreshing to see him do so against a really stacked-up competition. I mean, that was a pretty wild race in itself, Nathan, seeing a fenderless Austin Dillon contending towards the end of the race. We saw Parker Kligerman get in the mix. We saw Sam Mayer got involved up there. Um, Justin Allgaier. I mean, it wasn't like one person had a chance to dominate. It was kind of a crapshoot of a race, but Nemechek prevailed. But overall, I mean, thoughts on the race and thoughts on whether or not this is another junior motorsports versus Joe Gibbs kind of year. Well, first, let me just say, um, you know, Nathan knows best. I did pick the winner in uh, in last week's show, so I I, <laughs> I forgot who I picked. In the, do you remember who I picked in the cup race? Oh gosh, I I, I can't remember. So I may pick Chastain. I may pick Chastain in the cup race. If I did, that wasn't far off either. But uh, yeah, you're pretty close. I, I picked Nemechek to win. I didn't pick him to be final winner at Auto Club because I mean, obviously, I still thought that race would be. Uh, on Saturday, so uh, I don't know that that'll be a fun a, a fun trivia question. Who who won the last NASCAR race at uh at Auto Club? Everybody will say Kyle Busch, but it was actually uh, John Hunter Nemechek. But no, I mean to your point, not really surprised that he won. He's he's pretty good. Like in in the past, he'd always been good at the mile and halfs with the Xfinity package. I think there was a couple of unknowns um, about how exactly the new Xfinity cars would drive based on on, on some of the changes they made to the rules package in the off season, like with that rear skew um, by like. By the naked eye, you didn't really see a whole lot. Like it, it was still extremely racy. So I, I don't think that um 
well, the real it'll obviously affect how the cars drive, but it's not really going to affect the raceability of the package. So I think that's good, uh, at least on the big tracks. We'll, we'll see exactly what it looks like when, when we go to some of these short tracks like next week at Phoenix. But um, package still seems very racy. They put on a really good show again, uh, as they always do. I mean, there's a reason why I like that that series so much, it's because I feel like no matter what track you put them on, they're going to put on a, a really, really good show. Just the balance of, um, you know, the young guys and the aggression, but not like too much aggression. Just uh, it, it just makes for a lot of fun. So I, I think a really fun race on on, on uh, Sunday night. You know, it was just said Saturday, but, um, you know, a bunch of different guys that could win. Um, and, and to your point, yeah, I mean, it kind of felt like that a little bit. The You know, it might be Junior Motorsports versus Jogi's Racing again. It, it's certainly possible. Uh, I'm not sure, you know, I, I think overall Joe Gibbs racing, their, their Xfinity lineup's probably a little bit weaker compared to last year. Uh, I mean, I mean, last year they had the all-star car plus Ty Gibbs plus Brandon Jones and, and Brandon Jones might not win a bunch of races, but he, you know, you know what you're going to get out of him. You're going to get a bunch of top to finishes out of him all the time. I think just with, with two younger guys, um, you know, Sammy Smith, um, you know, he doesn't have a lot of starts. And then John Hunter Nemechek, he's kind of the veteran there. Uh, and then obviously a mix of drivers in the all-star car. I mean, I think you, te- you definitely lean junior motorsports a little bit. Um, now that they have Brandon Jones too, but also they have, you know, uh, Justin Allgaier, Josh Berry, two really consistent guys. And then, of course, uh, Sam Mayer, who somehow almost stole that race. I mean, he was, I mean, he was wrecking the first stage, like wrecking everywhere. And I don't know what they did to that car, but they got it driving pretty good at the end. And he almost won that race. But um, so, yeah, there will certainly be a battle uh, between those cars. But I also think we'll have to keep an eye on like the RCR Alliance cars later in the year, too, like the Collie cars, um, the, the actual RCR cars itself. And then the, the big machine car, too, in, in Parker Kligerman. So uh, kind of like kind of like three groups of cars we're looking at. Two of them are Chevrolet groups, but one of them's, you know, that, that JGR group. Exactly. Um, you know, Joe Gibbs certainly knows how to have competitive rides and drivers. And Chevrolet has a really good situation in the Xfinity series um, with, you know, JRM. Um, they got RCR, Colleague, Big Machine Racing. Uh, and you just never know, too, like some of those smaller teams that are Chevrolet branded uh, teams like BJ McLeod's team. You never know at those bigger racetracks if they could contend. Like Anthony Alfredo could mix things up later on this year. Maybe as soon as Atlanta Motor Speedway Race Weekend, which we'll preview, of course, in a couple of weeks. It's a really fun series, folks. And if you ha- if you missed the first two races, you better watch Saturday's race. It's a lot of fun. It's like Nathan said, the perfect amount of aggression, but also the perfect amount of competition as well. And I will say, too, one of the most beautiful saves I've ever seen in my motorsports journalism career took place on Sunday night when Sheldon Creed found a way not to crash that car. But goodness gracious, when he came off turn two and he was about to pound that backstretch while I was, that was like, wild. I was like, I could not watch that. And then he somehow saved that sucker. I mean, that was that was wild, Nathan. You're right. Um, I know he didn't get the finish he wanted, but he at least brought the car home in one piece. He drove so. back to second at one point. Yeah, I mean, he, he he drove his way back to the field. So clearly this guy is a wheelman. So if I have to give some kind of award on TPF in terms of the Kick Saving the Beauty Award from TPF Live, we're going to give that to Sheldon Creed. And maybe if I can come up with a trophy, I will present that to him uh, later this year at a racetrack um, event that I'm at. So 
Way to go, Sheldon Creed. I mean, I don't think I've ever seen anyone wrestle a car that well. Um, such a reaction time, too. That's crazy. If you haven't seen it, folks, we're going to show that. Uh, we'll link that up on our Twitter account for YouTube. So you, you just have to see it to believe it. It's wow. One of the best saves ever in any motorsport series, bar none. And speaking of racing series, we're going to get serious now because it's winning time here on TPF Live. It's time to talk about who we think will win these races this weekend at Las Vegas Motor Speedway. Now, very quickly, of course, Las Vegas Motor Speedway is a mile and a half racetrack just outside of Las Vegas, just around Nellis Air Force Base. It held its first NASCAR race weekend technically in 1996 with the Truck Series race in the fall of 1996. And then not long after that, the Bush Series, or now Xfinity Series, made their first trip across the Mississippi River on this side of the country um, with the Xfinity race that was held in March of 1997. And then a year later, the Cup, the Cup Series, while they wised up, they realized, hey, we need to go up there too. And um, they had their first Cup race in March of 98. One of the most boring races ever, but uh, one of the best drives I've ever seen, of course, by Mark Martin in the number 16. And since then, since 1998, the Cup Series has made a home in Las Vegas, at least with the race in March. And, of course, they have their playoff race weekend. So the defending race winner for the Cup race, at least, is Alex Bowman. As we all know, that's, like, that's the race weekend that Kyle Busch basically thought that uh, Bowman backs into his victories. which um, started a thing on social media, and Alex Bowman made a negative turn into a positive. So... Who knows if we're going to see something like that happening again this weekend. And of course, on the Xfinity side of things for the defending race winner, uh, we're talking about, of course, Ty Gibbs, who will not defend that race victory. So it's going to be a wide open race as far as we're concerned on that. And then for the truck race, the defending race winner is Chandler Smith, who is not racing, I don't believe, in the truck race. So we have the chance to have two different winners, at least for the truck and Xfinity races. And in the cup race, who the heck knows? So before I give my picks, as always, I'm going to defer to Nathan to give his thoughts and analysis. First off, I'll say this. It's always kind of interesting, like just thinking about this, that the that the fall, that so Las Vegas this week, Phoenix next week, the Las Vegas and Phoenix races, like there's there's less time between the fall, the fall race and the spring race versus like the spring and the fall, if that makes sense. Like two different yeah. sequences. But they're still like closer together. I don't know. It just it's just weird. Like wrap my mind around it. Like, oh, like seven races ago was the last time we we're at Las Vegas. But uh, anyway, I'll digress. Um, so truck series. Uh, I, I hate doing this, but I have to do it. Like, uh, Kyle Busch is back. He's hot. He's mad. I gotta go with Kyle Busch in the truck series. I'm gonna do it again in the Xfinity series. I'm gonna go with Kyle Busch too in the truck race and the Xfinity race. Um. I don't know. He's like I said, like he he like he feeds off a of wins. So he's gonna be in a uh, take no prisoners mentality uh, this weekend. He's gonna win the first two races, but we'll get a different winner though for for Sunday. Well, our it'll be winner number three of the season. Uh, and I don't know why, just gut feeling. I'm I'm leaning towards Christopher Bell. You know, he's off to a good start again in in 2023. Uh, well, had a good start at Daytona. I had some bad luck at at Fontana, but speed wise, he's been there. Um, obviously had a great end of last season winning, you know, uh, two consecutive elimination races to, uh, have kind of an improbable journey into the championship four. but, 
Um, it, it seems like some of that momentum is transferred over, even though he didn't get the result he wanted on Sunday. I'll go with Christopher Bell to uh, knock off an early season victory and and, and show that uh, um, show why he's one of the uh, one of the top up and coming racers right now in the Cup Series. So we'll go Kyle, Kyle, Christopher. There's a bit of a Joe Gibbs connection with your picks, although of course Kyle Busch is not with them, but you know the association will always be there for Rowdy. So interesting picks, and I, I wouldn't look past your picks at all because you were pretty, pretty almost spot on about last weekend at Fontana. So let's see if I can do one up better um, for this weekend. So again, I'll start with your your order, trucks and Xfinity and Cup. This is pretty tough because you went with the, the pretty much the favorite of the race weekend. I mean, Kyle Busch in the number 51 truck and yeah, crew chief Brian Patty as well. That's a really good combination. Brian Patty is an outside the box thinker and uh, you, you pair him up with Kyle Busch. Ooh, that's going to be a pretty much a, a dangerous situation. So um, for sakes of trying to be a little different, well, I think Kyle Busch will probably win for my gut feeling pick. I'm I'm going to say... I did say Zane Smith for Daytona, and I was right. So I'm going to go with Zane Smith. So I'm going to be pretty boring on that side. Um, Zane's going to just be pretty good this year. Not just pretty good. He'll be awesome. And if he's going to look for a nice conclusion to his truck series career before he either goes to Xfinity or Cup, probably Cup, um, I'd say getting a victory in Las Vegas, padding up those, those playoff points will be great. And let's not forget, he had a little situation at Las Vegas last year um, that kind of set him back on points, but don't worry. He was able to rebound. He won at Coda. He won at Kansas. And that pretty much gave him the comfortable lead that he enjoyed in the playoff suit uh, for the truck series. So, hey, maybe this year he'll redeem himself and uh, he will not have to sweat out inspection for that situation. Then in the Xfinity race, I think this is the hardest one to predict just because it's so competitive. There's so many different uh selections you can go with i mean let's not forget that tyler reddick's in this race as well the only thing he has to worry about is being near a junior motorsports car because last weekend i think uh they were having a little bit too much fun with his number 24 car um but as far as a pick's concerned i know you went with kyle bush in the number 10 car i am gonna go a little different but not too different in fact i'm gonna actually i'll stick with chevrolet I'm going to be a little gutsy with this. I think Parker Clergyman could win Saturday's race. Why? Uh, I mean, he ran really well at Fontana. He was actually in the top five for stage two. And honestly, because of those rash of cautions in stage three, he didn't really have a chance to showcase his long run speed. I think he learned a lot from watching these races, covering them as a pit reporter. And let's not forget, he is a talented race car driver, as evidenced through his ARCA efforts in the late 2000s and what he did in the truck series as well. So I look for PK to have a good winning afternoon to be a little different from Nathan's safe pick. And then as far as the cup race is concerned, man, this is one, this is one where I'm going to have a hard time picking with this one. While it would be nice to see Kyle Larson break out of his tough start and probably will, you know, I like the direction you went with this, Nathan, in terms of having to go with Christopher Bell. I'll go a little different here and say, honestly, I'll go with Joey Logano to win uh, this race on Sunday. He did win the playoff race last year, and I'm convinced that that catalyzed his championship winning efforts last year at Phoenix to win at Vegas and showcase to those Hendrick cars, to 
of Joga's and uh, Trackhouse teams, hey, I got this still. So look for the Penzo car to be towards the front, probably winning a race and ending Chevrolet's victor- victory streak to start the season. So a little different. Uh, we got a Ford in the truck race. We've got a Chevrolet on Saturday and then a Ford. So I like to go do things a little bit differently, but let's see. Is Nathan correct? Am I correct? Are neither of us correct? And you fans out there have the winning combination and probably a way to win Clint Boyer's $10,000 from that network called Fox. Let us know. Nathan's Twitter handle is nsolly 2 I'm at Rob T. Onksen. And of course, our Twitter handle is at the podium finish. And for you folks who entered our Kyle Busch sweepstakes, thank you so much. I hope that you will find those little giveaways we'll do out this year to be a lot of fun. And we love seeing the engagement in the follows too. So keep continuing to give us that love and maybe we'll find some things in the TPF archives to, uh, to give to you fans. Because we know that for a fact, NASCAR fans are the best sports fans around for sure. So before we wrap up this show, let's actually get into the hot seat right now. For the second week in a row, I'll be handing over the keys to Nathan to segue us into the hot seat. Thank you much. Uh, very excited for this one. I, uh, we have a recurring guest, I guess, on uh, TPF Live, or rather a, a repeat guest from last year, and it is Ryan Vargas. He's, of course, in um, a couple in, in a couple of different roles this year. He's with CHK Racing in the NASCAR City Series as both a driver and a consultant, as well as uh, doing a seven-race deal with On Point Motorsports in the Truck Series. So I'm uh, just kind of talking about that, that change, that adjustment over uh, to those two teams and and, and kind of why he felt like a, a change was necessary from after spending four years at JD Motorsports. So without further ado, let's roll right into the interview. Ryan Vargas here on TPF Live. So Ryan, just to start here, obviously, you know, things are going to look a lot different for you here in 2023. Congratulations, both of your deals with On Point and CHK Racing. Just how excited are you to both go, you know, truck racing and Xfinity racing this year? And what do these opportunities mean to you? Yeah, this season is going to be a completely different year uh, for me, uh, taking over a lot of different roles, trying to do wear a lot of different hats, which is really cool. Um, I'm very excited because, uh, you know, at On Point, my first ever truck starts, that's going to be an incredible opportunity. And I'm very excited about I'm very excited about having the opportunity to really dive into a new series that I've never raced in. Uh, with a competitive team and see what, how that goes. And then on the Xfinity side, I'm, I'm, I had such a fantastic time racing with, with uh, CH Cable, Mike Harmon racing last year uh, at Portland and at Road America. And I could tell that there was a lot, you know, going in and a lot trying to build this organization. So with the recent, you know, shot in the arm from uh, Gary Keller and Mike Clayton, um, there's a lot of excitement. I'm actually at the CHK shop right now, as you can see by the Hot Wheels in the background. Um, it's a lot of, uh, incredible stuff going on uh but a lot of people who care and a lot of people who want to build a build a successful organization awesome so really just for both deals you know how did, how did everything just kind of get start to uh start to get put together and, and make these two deals kind of come to fruition yeah i mean the biggest thing is you know you just have a great great group of people around you a lot of great partners that want to continue supporting uh myself throughout the, everything uh you know you have lyrica security williamsburg contracting who have jumped on board for daytona um, and some more news coming out with that here soon. Um, 
and then you look on the truck side and how you know I, I brought all these partners in in the in the last few years on the Xfinity side. Well, now you know when I brought to them during the you know middle of the off season, October November time, you know October sorry November December time sorry, uh, talking about you know making this big change, they were all for it. You know they didn't they didn't think twice. They were like, let's do it. We're all for, we're all for it. And so there's a lot of excitement there. Um, there's going to be a lot of crossover between uh, both groups, you know, me, you know, having my hats in different areas. So it's going to be a lot of fun. Um, that's the biggest thing. I, I wanted this year to be different. I wanted this year to, to be um, something that I could be excited about and really build upon. So this is the year to do that. Um, this is the year to try new things. Uh, and so it's going to be a lot of fun. Awesome. So, you know, you'd been at JD Motorsports, you know, these last couple of years, you know, you did obviously a bunch of Xfinity races with them. Um, just kind of how would you evaluate, you know, your time there and then in particularly just this last season? Yeah, I mean, you know, as as, as much as I, you know, I'm so thrilled with how everything has been there and just wish them nothing but the best. You know, it was time for a change, uh, especially for myself, trying to, you know, branch out, take, take on new opportunities and uh, look out, you know, where my priorities are. Um, and I felt that I was in need of changing that. So I'm very excited, um, with all these new changes coming in. I wish the JD folks nothing but the best. Uh, my old six team still in a group, in a group chat with those guys and we all banter back and forth. Uh, but you know, at the end of the day, you know, the only way to continue forward is to make changes. And that's what I'm, I'm doing this year. So now just kind of starting with, you know, the on point, uh, truck series deal, you know, like you said, it'll be your first truck series races. So how different do you think the truck is going to be versus the Xfinity car? And just what can you expect there? Yeah. I mean, the biggest thing with the truck is just their bricks. Um, they're so aerodynamically crazy, uh, especially at the super speedways, which I have two of, if you want to count Atlanta. So it's going to get crazy. Uh, the biggest thing for me is just going to be learning how the trucks drive versus the Xfinity cars. You know, the Xfinity cars, there's not a lot of side force, not a lot of downforce versus the trucks. They have a big old spoiler and a flat ride side. So, um, and the power I believe is different as well, uh, to a certain extent. So there's going to be some differences there, but the way I looked at it this year was this was the year to try these new things. You know, it, it this was the year to, you know, try that and, and experiment and see how I do. And I'm excited. And, you know, just seven races right now on point, but what do you like about, um, you know, the races and the tracks that, that you'll be at and, and why do you think that you'll be able to, to just thrive in this, in this opportunity? Yeah. I mean, the biggest thing for me is just, you know, I looked at all the races that, you know, were laid out and I looked at, okay, what races do I feel I could do good at? What races do my sponsors value? And then where in just the grand scheme of things do I feel is just the best schedule? You know, you look at the lineup of races we have, you know, intermediates like Darlington, Nashville, and uh, Homestead. Then you have the mix of super speedway type racing with Atlanta and Talladega. Then you have a road course with Mid-Ohio. You have a bunch of different things. So it's it's definitely uh, a challenge, but I'm very excited about trying that because it's a new opportunity. And then now over with, you know, CHK, they're obviously, you know, rebranding like you'd mentioned. And, you know, for you to be tapped as an anchor driver and then also a, a consultant to help develop the team, just what does that mean to you in, in terms of the faith that the team has in you? I mean, it's kind of like what we're doing today. I'm here at the shop. I just got, got done mounting a nose on one of the, one of the cars. Um, we're full steam ahead trying to, you know, improve, improve the program, continue growing, um, you know, with my – 
with Mike Harmon, you know, how he, how he has been in the sport for so long, you know, he's old school. He, he, he knows he's a racer. And then you have, like I mentioned that shot in the arm from Gary Keller and Mike Clayton. I think it's just the perfect mix of excitement. You know, it's, it's going to take work. We're all in this together. There's a lot of fresh faces in the shop. There's a lot of new atmosphere, new parts. So we're all getting used to it, but it's, it's been positive. And I think that's the biggest thing. And everybody here, like I mentioned in that press release, everybody here is here because they like it here. They want to be here. They want to work. And that is, has been a very fun thing for me because I've come to the shop and I've been tinkering on these cars, helping where I can. And that's been exciting. Um, and, I, and I'm so thrilled about what, what's to come for this team. I know that your you know that your schedule right now with this team is a little bit fluid, but in terms of your off track role, that that consulting role, just what what's that role going to look like for you? Yeah, I mean, I've just been helping a lot with the marketing side. Like we've been going over paint schemes for different races and stuff like that. Some different sponsorship stuff. Um, I've been working on some sponsorship stuff for some of the road courses this year. I've uh, been going back and forth on some sponsorships for later in the season uh, with paint schemes and stuff like that. But then also looking at the on track performance and you know helping as much as I can in that in that area. Um, but also working in the shop, you know, having a hand in all this stuff and really building upon what really is, there is to do. So it's exciting. Uh, this team is really putting a lot of work in, and I'm very excited about it. And, you know, you touched on that you, you know, attempted a few races with this, you know, team when it was branded as Mike Harbin racing last year. But just what about, uh, you know, this atmosphere that, that you think you can thrive in now in this expanded role with, with this team here in 2023? Man, it's just... I just like being surrounded by these people, you know, Mike Harmon, like I said, you know, Mike Harmon, Gary Keller, Mike Clayton, they believe in me. Uh, and it's been very, it's been very fun to kind of step into this role um, and be more than just a driver, you know, be in the shop working as much as I can. Um, but also still have the time for myself to do the things that I need to do, um, whether it be marketing or just prepping for races or just having, you know, the time to prep, you know, that's the biggest thing. So um, it's been exciting. Uh, we're working on a lot of really cool things. We're hoping to make the test. I don't know if we will, but um, it's going to be a lot of fun. We're just, we are going in guns and blazing. That's the biggest thing. You know, we're going in with two brand new sponsors for uh, this team, uh, but also, you know, new name, new attitude, just everything. And I think that's the biggest thing about this organization that I think a lot of people aren't taking notice of. They're all very excited about that. And then Saturday, I think is, Saturday's three weeks to the opener at Daytona. And obviously, you know, like you said, you're starting at Daytona and you've shown that you can have success there on those super speedways. So just how excited are you for that first race and what's the anticipation, uh, you know, just go, going up to that first race and finally getting back to the track here in just a few weeks? I'm excited. I couldn't be more excited. Uh, Daytona is a great place for me. Uh, for some reason, I have far better luck there than I do Talladega, knock on wood. Um, but it's, it, I just like it. And, you know, uh, this team, CHK Racing, has had great runs at the Super Speedways. Uh, I've had some really good runs at Super Speedways somehow. Um, so it's, you know, I think with all the work that's going in right now, you know, we have the Daytona car getting put together right now, and it's, I'm, I'm pretty excited about it. So we're, all the pieces are coming together, and that's the best part. You know, I, I, there's a lot of energy that you can kind of, like, I, I, that's the best way I could explain it, is that there's a lot of positive energy right now. A lot of people are very excited. Um, I keep saying excited. That's been the theme of this interview, but that's just how it's been. I've been in a very good mood lately. I've been very focused on tasks at hand um, with On Point and CHK. So it's 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 definitely been a, a very very fun time. 
That's a good thing, right? Just, you know, making sure that your mindset and, and your mentality is in, in the right spot there going to that first race of the season, right? Oh, yeah. That's the biggest thing. And I definitely didn't do a good job, you know, as of late, really minding that. So the changes that I've made, I feel like I've, I've helped myself a lot. Um, I feel like I've put myself in areas that I need to be need to be in. Um, and in terms of just continuing to move forward, I think I'm making the moves that I feel I want to make to continue having a place in this sport that go, like I said, that go beyond just what I do behind the wheel. Cause that go beyond what I do on social media or, or marketing. It's, you know, I want to have a hand in these places and, and the things that I do. So um, it's exciting. And I, I just, I love it. Now I want to ask you a couple of things about you know the, the general interest in, in growth of the sport as a whole, just, you know, obviously you've been in NASCAR here for the last several years, but how have you seen NASCAR grow overall, uh, at least in your time, you know, driving within the sport? Yeah, I mean, just overall interest in the sport has, I seem, has gone up. I mean, you have a lot of people who are jumping in as sponsors trying to, you know, be a part of the organization. But then you also have people who are just, who weren't race fans before, who were trying to get into the sport and trying to continue growing. Who are, who, sorry, let me take a step back. Who are, want to learn more about the sport and want to be, be fans of it. So it's a lot of, it's just, there's a new energy around it. You have Pitbull, you have Michael Jordan, you have all these new, all this new investment coming in, you know, heck I had Alvin Kamara sponsor me uh, two years ago at Daytona on the road course. So there's a lot of people looking at the sport. Now the sport is in probably one of the most unique situations it's been, been in business wise, economically in a while, you know, the new next gen car, it's opened up new opportunities for new teams to jump in. Um, I mean, you look at another team that, that has been, that I have been talked like friendly with as of late three F racing, those guys, they're, trying to make some starts and they're the first German based team. I mean, when was that ever a thing? So it's, it's cool to see how many people are jumping in uh, head first, both as fans, but also as people in the industry. And then, you know, why should people just be excited about the 2023 season overall? I mean, NASCAR has the most, most diverse schedule period. There's road courses, there's short tracks, there's intermediates, there's big ovals there's super speedways. There's street circuits and there's even a dirt race because why not? I mean, I don't think that there's any better schedule in motorsports right now than NASCAR's. Plain and simple, there is not. And that, the best thing is that NASCAR is exciting again. We're we're bringing in these tracks and we're looking at places like North Wilkesboro that are making this big resurgence into the sport. So the older fans are just as excited as the younger fans, and the younger fans seem to be multiplying by the day. So I think that's a bonus for a lot of us. And why, why should people want to come to the races and, and, and go see a NASCAR race in person? I mean, nothing beats the thrill of seeing the cars go by, you know, at a hundred, 150, 160, 190 miles an hour. Um, especially with how competitive everything is. You look at the Xfinity series and truck series. I mean, there's anywhere from 10 to 20 cars in those series that can win. Same thing in the cup series, even more now, honestly, I think anybody in the top 25 has a chance at winning realistically. So it's it's definitely been uh, a, a lot of big changes within the sport of NASCAR that have brought a lot of fans in, but have also brought a lot of investment. In. Now, just just last couple of things for you here. You know, overall for you, why do you think twenty twenty three will be successful for you? <laughs> I mean, the biggest thing for me is you know just new opportunity. Um, you know, I I firmly believe that this year we're going to see some upticks in performance. Um, on the CHK side, but I also think with my opportunities at on point, you know, with how well established they are within the series, 
I think those are some great opportunities for me to go in and hopefully knock on the door some top tens and top maybe even contend on a, on a, on a, on, a, on an occasion. Who knows? But and then you look at CHK, we're continuously trying to improve, you know, and it's about knocking down the doors. Okay, now we're running top twenty five consistently. Oh, now we're walking. Now we're running top twenty consistently. Oh, now we're running top fifteen consistently. It's about knocking those doors down to continue growing. And everybody here has that mindset. And everybody's very, very much working towards the betterment of the whole program. So there's a lot of just really important moves going on right now um, at both organizations, really. Um, and I, again, the theme of the, this interview has been excite, excited, but that's how I am right now, because this was the year for me to do this. I wanted to go into the offseason and make it a change, and I think this is easily the biggest change I've made, period, in racing. Do you have any any set goals or any set things that you want to accomplish besides just, you know, between now and, and November um, that you've grown and, and the teams have that you're with have grown since the beginning of the year? Or is there anything, you know, any set goals that you have in particular? I mean, I hate setting goals. I hate, I hate setting those goals because it, 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 it's it's one of those things where you start to over hyper fixate on some of those things. But I mean, I want to knock off some top tens. You know, I, I want to knock off some top tens in the truck series. And heck, I feel like we can run there. I mean, it wasn't too long ago. MHR was running in the top 10, you know, on, on random occasion. So I feel like with all the excitement and all the things going on here to help build this organization, there's a chance we could have those days where we do just go out there and have a top 10 run. So I'm excited. I mean, it's just, there's, I want to, I want to try and knock off some more top tens. I want to con continuously bring cars home clean. That was the biggest thing that I feel has helped me out a lot last year was that I had the least amount of incidents of anybody. I think it was. So that to me was important. That's what I, what I want to continue doing because at the end of the day for teams like us, for teams like on point, it, it's so important to make sure that although, you know, where you finish is important. Finishing is most important. And that's what helps the whole betterment of the organization. And then just last thing, what do you need to do to have the year that you want to have? Yeah. I mean, now I'm making time for myself. I'm, I'm putting myself first a lot now. Um, I'm, you know, really working on that. I'm working on putting myself in, in, in situations that I feel you know, comfortable in, I'm working on, you know, ingraining myself within these teams, working with Bones and his team at On Point, working with Mike and this team here at CHK. Um, you know, it's just a lot of people, a lot of really good people, a lot of people who want to, who want to succeed together. Um, and I think that's the most exciting thing. That was Mr. Ryan Vargas in the hot seat with Nathan Solomon. Great job again, Nathan, on that interview and that conversation with Ryan Vargas. And Ryan, thanks for joining the hot seat again. We hope you kept it warm enough so that you'll have some great runs this season with your two opportunities. And to correct myself, I think I might have said CHR Motorsports at the top of the show. It's CHK Motorsports. So apologies on that. Did want to correct myself. I don't know why I said CHK, and I might have been thinking about CPK, California Pizza Kitchen, which is an interesting restaurant for you folks to go to the mall. I don't know. I'm pretty tired because we're recording on a Wednesday night, and uh, I'm, we're pretending it's daytime. I don't know. That's, all, that's my excuse for this weekend. But again, Nathan, great job on that. And I look forward to your next interviews here on TPF Live because I know you still have some in the pipeline and then of course we i have a few down the road that i'm gonna have 
to end the month of March, because as long as this month go is, it goes by pretty quickly, especially if you listen to TPF Live each week. And we hope you do. So Nathan, thanks again for that. And of course, it's almost time to put a bow on this show. So for your closing thoughts, Nathan, what is on your mind about the world of NASCAR? Just excited. I'm uh, very excited that racing's back. I know I feel like it's kind of like the same thing uh, every week, but just just excited that we are racing. You know, from now until the like second week in November, non nonstop. So, uh, be a big weekend. We've got a uh, we got a team out in Las Vegas for uh, for TPF. So be sure to look on our website as we'll have a lot of content covering all three races. So. Looking forward to it. I think there's a lot of storylines in all three series. Race number two for the trucks, race number three for Xfinity and Cup. So it should be a lot of fun. I like that. That's absolutely true. It's going to be a lot of fun having Christopher Vargas, Eric Smith, and Mick Crawford on site. So best of luck to those three. And of course, I did want to not forget that Luis Torres and Michael Donahue did a hell of a job uh, at Fontana, uh, Fontana California. Uh, especially for Luis, he got to witness the snow and sleet on Saturday so and he did a lot of good work too so thanks a lot Louise and of course to Michael thank you as well for my closing thoughts not really a closing thought I'm actually going to share a little announcement here now of course it's my last weekend as a St. Bonaventure grad student I don't officially graduate until May but for all intents and purposes once this weekend ends I no longer am a grad student I am basically between (laughs) Being a grad student and graduating, so it's it's uh, it's pretty exciting, a little sentimental for me because I remember making the decision around I want to say March or April of 2021 that I wanted to do something different with my life, and I came across St. Bonaventure University, and I'm so glad I did. Made some friends like Nathan. I uh, networked a lot of good folks as well, and learned a lot of great things that have made me a better person, a better journalist, and uh, all around have a better appreciation for what I get to do. Um, I may not be consistently doing this like a Bob Pockris or, you know, a lot of these folks that travel the circuit, but nevertheless, being a part of the NASCAR scene is pretty cool, but being a St. Bonaventure grad student has been a blessing. Um, We have a saying on campus, even if you're remote, once a Bonnie, always a Bonnie. So proud to be a, one of the first members of the digital journalism master's grad school class. Uh, So my tip of the cap to Brian Moritz, Dr. Brian Moritz, of course, for even conceptualizing this, making this into reality and being such a great advisor and professor. Uh, I'm going to try to name all my professors. So hang in there, folks. I'm sorry to make this a little bit of a long closing thoughts, but uh, you know, every one of them deserves a bit of a a shout out. So Anne and Richley, um, thank you so much for being my introduction to St. Bonaventure. Um, it's pretty incredible what I learned from both of you from writing and editing. So I am appreciative that I got to learn from you and even write for um, the Olean, uh, tap into Olean, which is really cool. I know Nathan's contributed to them as well. So pretty cool to have that connection as well. You know, Heather Harris, my visual communications professor. Tammy Ray Matthews from Social Media Storytelling, um, Cindy Royal, my coding professor, and of course, Sam Borden from ESPN was my art of sports interview professor. All of them have 
been such great influences on me and have shaped me into a better person. And of course, um, Dr. Tyra, Tyra Walker too, uh, with her media ethics class, journalism ethics class. I'm telling you folks, and I'm not endorsed by St. Bonaventure University. If you are thinking about pursuing a career in journalism, you've already got your bachelor's, do yourself a favor, put in an inquiry to go become a Bonnie. It'll make your life so much better. You will be challenged. You will have stressful times, but I promise you, it's it's a once in a lifetime experience and something that not even an OTJ experience can give you. So for those folks that say, eh, I wouldn't do a master's in journalism, it's not worth it. It's worth it. So, so happy to be a Bonnie. It's going to be a little bittersweet to know that next week I'm just another person again in the world. So, um, I'll get used to it, but I do have an exciting thing I want to announce. While I am still, of course, you know, hoping to find my full-time opportunity in motorsports or sports media, um, I will be working as a PR specialist for uh, Damon Racing and Tom Sheehan in the Trans Am TA2 series. So while I don't get to travel the circuit, of course, all the time, it'll be pretty cool to do a lot of work with the team. So it'll be an interesting and exciting adventure. I am not leaving TPF, of course, I'm still with the outlet, but I am so excited to take on this new venture and cannot wait to get started with ABD Scott, uh, and Tom Sheehan, Damon Racing. It's going to be a lot of fun. Catch those races on YouTube. And then if you didn't see it on YouTube and you just want to see it on your TV, Mav TV will have a replay the Thursday after that race week. So check it out, check it out and uh, give some support to Tom Sheehan and his, uh, LTK Technologies Racing Team. We're gonna we're gonna be doing a lot of great things this year. So, lots of fun fun times ahead. And of course, as I mentioned, code is coming up too. So, the Ides of March is more like the uh, the of March in terms of I am looking forward to March. So that's my closing thoughts for this time. So with that, folks, I think it's now time to go and put a bookmark and book end rather to TPF Live episode 59. So for Nathan Solomon and for Ryan Vargas, I'm your host, Rob T. Johnson, saying thank you so much for listening to The Podium Finish Live, the world's fastest hour racing talk. For more episodes, you can go check those out on Spotify, Stitcher, Apple Podcasts, or whatever podcasting platform you enjoy listening to. And for next week, we'll be looking ahead to Phoenix and looking back at Las Vegas and have more hot seat shenanigans as well. So stay tuned for that. We'll have a lot to get to. So with that, and we have Nathan, of course, as we always say, let's go get that checkered flag. And until next time, folks, so long, everyone. <laughs>